0: Welcome into another edition of the Landry Football podcast is on tap today I'm going to answer a question that has been sent to me what does the new Big 10 contract TV contract mean for the Big 10 mean for college football what does it mean what it doesn't mean how did it come to play and some maybe some inside information about what is in the contract and how it uh, could be modified based upon certain conditions. want to remind you to check out everything at LandryFootball.com as we've got all the detailed information and analysis from around the college and pro game, from players, teams, coaches schemes, preview. We've got uh, week zero game previews, the, all the games we've got up with a special preview and a couple of them, mainly uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. Check that out over at LandryFootball.com and Check out all the Landry Football podcasts under the podcast icon um, on the front page of LandryFootball.com. Subscribe and like. So the Big Ten gets their contract, and it is a seven-year deal. You know that by now. You know the numbers, $1.2 billion annually. A couple of things to keep in mind. Um, There are two things. It's what will this mean for the Big Ten? Uh, Why did they go about this process? Well, Kevin Warren, the – commissioner of the Big Ten, comes from an NFL background as an administrator, not a football guy, but as an administrator. um, He understood how the TV contracts worked in the NFL. He took the NFL model to negotiating the contracts for the Big Ten, which is multiple networks. They're not competing against one another, but we're going to get money from multiple networks that we pull together and have even more money, which is a little different and more on this in a second to what the SEC has done um, or the way it played out with the SEC. But first here, to deal with the Big Ten, it is a seven-year deal. And it is more money than what the SEC recently agreed to for their 10-year deal. So just in terms of pure numbers, the Big Ten is going to make more money than the SEC for now. Uh, these contracts, particularly the bigger ones, it's like player contracts in the NFL. If you're an elite player, if you're a really good player, the next contract is going to be big, the biggest as the the newest contract is the biggest one. The newest contract is um, the one that's going to rising tides, raise all ship type uh, avenues. Well, this is the newest one. It was done in conjunction with the addition of USC and UCLA into the Big Ten. So it brought in the pack, uh, the Los Angeles market. So they can literally sell from New York to LA. Now people will say things like, well, do they really have the New York market? How many people watch Rutgers football? It's not about people watching Rutgers football. It's the fact that they are now... In, in certainly in the three channels that – three networks that they've done deals with, NBC, CBS, and Fox, they now have Big Ten games across all three. So if you're in the New York metropolitan area and you're watching football, you're going to be watching – not necessarily Rutgers. You're going to be watching Michigan State, Penn State more likely um, – because that's going to be on, at least that's going to be your charts. Now, you they also, because most everyone has cable, you're going to have the option of watching the SEC. But what it has done is given them a platform on three different networks, NBC, CVS, um, <clears throat> and Fox. <clears throat> so it gives them um, more presence across different channels. Now, on the contrast, the SEC is going to be an all ESPN product. As they got out of, um, you're not going to have NBC or CBS or Fox covering SEC games, unless it's a a game that they're covering that's covering one of the team's uh, conferences that they they have contracts with. So ESPN, uh, or SEC rather, is going to have all their games across the ESPN platforms. So ESPN... Gets, and this is still going to be the case, still gets the best games, the best product. The product is the game of college football. So ESPN's got the better of the two deals because NBC, CBS, and Fox have to split and take turns on who the best games are. And clearly, there are more good games week in and week out in the SEC. So... While you may own products, if you're one of those three networks, the best games to choose from are the SEC games. And ESPN is going to have the, the the pick of the litter. They can pick the best game and put it in any time slot that they want, the second best game, the third best game, the fourth best game in the SEC, and still be in good good position. Now, there's going to be an occasional game. That you would maybe go outside the SEC footprint, um, Ohio State and Michigan. You know, maybe the right, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan State, Michigan game. But most of the games, quite frankly, even the second tier games in the SEC, are, are considered better product than what you get uh, even in the elite level of the Big Ten. So ESPN gets the better of the deal. Now, the one thing. That ESPN has proven to be is kind of the place where people go. They kind of they kind of craft the image of sports. NBC, CBS, Fox, well, they have different programmings that predominantly will cover the games. ESPN is about, you know, all day, every day, you're gonna hear about it, the different shows and the branding. That makes a difference. That's what people watch. And remember, ESPN includes the SEC network. So they can have games on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, the the uh, SEC network, uh, streaming. So they've got it all. So they've got a, a really good situation does ESPN. The SEC, they've got the platform in which they are the brand makers, ESPN. So they're, you're going to hear between games more and more about the SEC and the SEC games, not that ESPN is not going to talk about the other conferences outside the SEC, because they will. The biggest games, they're going to talk about it, and I'm sure the game day folks are going to go to the biggest Big Ten game if that warrants the best game of the weekend, so on and so forth. But the branding's going to be a little bit better for the SEC. What does this mean for the SEC. Do, does people, were they are going to do a new deal? Well, a couple of things to keep in mind in the contracts. First of all, the deal that the Big Ten did was a great deal for them. They were not going to get giveaway exclusivity. They got more money because they got multiple money across the different platforms. The other thing to keep in mind that I – not seen people bring this out, but I have confirmed that there is a Notre Dame clause in this contract, meaning not only that the Big Ten is going to be the first to be able to renegotiate their rights in terms of the length of contract, they can, they got more money out of the TV deal, but they can go to the negotiating table quicker, seven years. But if Notre Dame, were to somehow end up in the Big Ten, if that were to work out, the contract can be renegotiated. It's obviously of greater value at that point. Uh, the Notre Dame value, the Notre Dame brand is huge. So they've got a way to make sure that they've got a way to to adjust this upward for them the same thing applies on a lesser degree for the SEC. If there's expansion, it brings the two sides to the negotiating table. If a Clemson and, say, one of the Florida State or Miami or you know Clemson and somebody else comes in, then they can change that. Now, what is a little bit complex and a little bit unknown is what would ESPN do? Basically, my understanding is, say, Clemson and Miami come into the SEC or Clemson and Florida State, whatever, that means that, A, ESPN would end up giving more money to the SEC for their deal, but then they probably would be offset by the fact that the ACC would get less money. So there's while it wasn't in the past, it is absolutely... In the contracts now that based upon expansion, based upon uh, losing teams, it's going to affect your current contract. So that's some of the details that I think are going to be important. Having, um, you know, the the Big Ten having the three networks, but they also are going to have, remember, Fox has Fox, Big Fox, Fox Sports 1, and then, of course, the Big Ten network is owned by Fox. So there are five platforms in which um, they can put it on. The SECs as I mentioned, as ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, um, and the SEC network. So they've got a lot. This is a big-time deal for the Big Ten. For CBS, let's take a look at their angle. They're losing, which is the best deal around, the money they were paying for the SEC. That was, that's a big loss for them. They're going to slide the Big Ten likely in that slot now for the 2.30 slot. I think Fox is going to remain the big noon game. And then, of course, they'll probably put at nighttime on NBC, probably put Pac-12 games. It's what I'm hearing. Um, When they didn't renew the SEC ride, CBS wanted to get involved in it. NBC feels that in order to make the brand and to get more viewers to the Notre Dame games, is to have other games that kind of buttress on both sides the Notre Dame package. So having games uh, from the Big Ten, from the uh, Pac-12, um, you know, uh, is going to be something that that they would uh, would would like to have. So there'll be a a game, and and I should say Pac-12, uh, w- what is considered USC UCLA, uh, is they play West Coast games. It also gives The Big Ten, a little bit of maneuverability should they bring a couple of more Pac-12 games in. So essentially you could have nighttime games and keep, and there's a lot of belief that, say on Oregon-Washington, for example, while not as naturally a fit um, for the Big Ten as USC-UCLA in their minds, and I know it's not a geographical fit either way, but if they can build two more West Coast teams, then that really kind of helps mitigate some of the travel here and there and obviously gives you television slots that are a little bit more um, uh, more uh, amenable. So um, really good deal for the Big Ten. What does this really mean? Does it mean that it's going to make the games better because they've got a better TV deal? It does not. But I, one of the things that I think are really important to consider is the long-term effect. What will the money that goes to the Big Ten schools, what will they do with it? The reason why the SEC is the best football, it's the footprint that that exists to where the majority of the players in this country, high school players, come from that footprint. That's one thing. But the other thing is there's greater emphasis on football in the SEC. They put more money into their programs, more money into their staffs, more money into their facilities, more money into their coaches. We have seen signs of the Big Ten starting to climb the ladder, starting to do more and more of that. How much are they willing to do that? If at Michigan, for example, there is no reason why Michigan can't spend as much money as anybody else in college football to build the best football program in the country. Are they willing to do that? Is that not their mission? Do they want to do something else? Look, that's up to them. It makes sense. It's fine. But I do think that, um, you know, you've got to consider all of those things. There's now the resources, as good as any, that's going to allow the Big Ten to grow. So maybe they can improve their ability to recruit. Maybe they can get players that uh, weren't being in the top five. Like Ohio State, Ohio State has proven that if you put the emphasis on it, and Ohio State is the school in the Big Ten that operates the most like the SEC, outside of the SEC footprint. And if other schools are able to do that, you could see more teams do a better job and become better at a higher level, whereas right now there is a deeper group, of really quality teams inside the SEC um, than there is in the Big Ten. The more good teams you have, the better games that you have. So how many big games will USC provide to the Big Ten? Well, I think probably some. Texas and Oklahoma is going to provide quite a bit of big games. First of all, they'll play one another just like USC and UCLA do. But that's going to create some big-time matchups. Oklahoma against a Georgia. Oklahoma against a Alabama. Texas, same thing. Uh, that's going to matter. Uh, so as the conferences grow, and the Big Ten and the SEC, I think, will grow, it's going to create better TV products. But the real key is the SEC has still got the best teams and the best games, more of them, and it's going to create a better product of more games across the board. Let's see what the Big Ten can do to increase the value of the football product among the schools within their league, meaning can their schools get better, recruit better, better facilities, continue to you know pay better coaches, and all those things are going to be fun. So that's a look at it. That's what it means. It does not mean that it changes overnight, but over time, if done correctly, you could see the Big Ten – make some inroads into becoming an even better and better conference than what they have been. The SEC still very far ahead, and I think right now certainly still better as a football league, but there is no doubt that in terms of a television deal, strictly on money, and money is what it's all about, the Big Ten has got more money on the deal, and they get quicker to the negotiation table, uh, sans any uh, additions. Two expansions uh, which again would bring a, uh, about uh, both conferences or into the negotiating table one other thing that i'll mention every contract is based upon what's best for you I hear this you know a lot about uh, well the AAC signs a long term deal with the SPN why did they do that they don't it's to the benefit of the AAC to lock into a long term deal because it provides them some stability in which to operate they're not a Big-time power conference. Whereas the SEC, <clears throat> the Big Ten, it behooves them to have shorter contracts because, or at least have clauses to bring you back to the negotiating table um, because I think that there's some – I mean, I think this is a perfect example. If the SEC has to go 10 years um, without renegotiating, the Big Ten will once again make more money than the SEC per school, and per league. Now, that doesn't match with who's the quote-unquote better football conference, and football drives the money of it, but it is an important part to understand that ESPN was the real sole benefactor of having exclusivity with the SEC. The other thing is it allows ESPN more money, to continue to hold on to the playoff rights, which is um, might be interesting to follow if we, if and when we expand the playoffs, does that branch out? Earlier games being on uh, what channels versus who's going to get the finals and championships? It's all up to negotiation at this point. ESPN owns that, so uh, there's pros and cons. A good deal for the Big Ten; they were chasing the SEC. And from a chase position, they did very well for themselves. Uh, The SEC still may be the runner in terms of football, but in the negotiation rights, Big Ten a big winner here. Uh, We'll keep you posted on that and everything else. By the way, a reminder, you want a breakdown of all the games each and every week in college, in the NFL, check it out at LandryFootball.com. All the latest news, notes, and nuggets, what's going on in our notebooks at the college and NFL level, we've got that for you. As well, check out landryfootball dot com and thank you for joining us here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Talk to you next time, everybody.